BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off. And everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I consider this sensory, sensory overload is what I consider this because it's, uh, it's a nonstop wave, a uh, monsoon of Eli Manning this and Eli Manning that. I mean, this is one of the great injustices. Forget social injustice. This is an NFL injustice, what's happened to Eli Manning, unless it's not. So the latest on this, you've got several other prominent figures in the NFL that have added on to try to advance the story, try to advance the story here. You've got Philip Rivers, the Chargers quarterback, who has decided, I would like to get in on this. It's the mob mentality. Now, not like the the lunatics with, with pitchforks in Knoxville that are running around trying to blockade guys from taking the the Tennessee football job. And now no one wants the job, which is just 
just fabulous. Uh, I, every day I get up, I'm so excited. I want to find out who's going to turn down the Vols coaching job next. It's the greatest thing ever. It's really just wonderful. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, so the mob mentality here is uh, everyone must come out with a statement. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it happens all the time with social media now uh, where you know, it's I'm going to one-up you. It's a, it's a peeing contest is what it is. And everyone's like, well, no, no, I'm going to win. I'm, I'm better than you. Uh, and Philip Rivers joining that. If you did not hear this, Rivers condemning, condemning how the Giants handled Elijah Manning. Now, rather than me just pretend I'm Philip Rivers, through the magic of the powerful Fox Sports Radio Empire, we have acquired the audio. So let's go to the audio tape and let's listen. Here's Philip Rivers. How dare you, Giants? I honestly thought it was pathetic. He's been out there 210 straight games with no telling how many bumps and bruises and injuries for his team. Won two Super Bowls, MVPs, uh, the respect he's had in the locker room over the years, really the respect he's gained throughout the league. You feel like the guy's earned the opportunity if they are deciding, in fact, to go another direction. You feel like he's earned the opportunity to finish it off. Obviously, I know they had not had the season they want. But shoot, they've had a lot of the guys hurt. So I, I just thought it was too bad the way it was handled. And then certainly as a fellow quarterback, you know, it was tough to watch him yesterday. You, you can only imagine how he felt. But he handled it like a pro, like he – like he's handled everything, but yeah, you felt like he's earned that to be able to go out there these last five weeks. Oh, he's full of crap is what Phillip Rivers is. Let me tell you something. He didn't handle that well. He almost broke down and started crying in the locker room. Handled that well? What a dope. All right, so let, let's discuss. Now, uh, among the highlights there, that was really worthy of the Romo music bed. Was it? Wasn't it? That, that? He really laid it on thick. Man. Get my little tiny violin out here for Phillip Rivers. Uh, he said, pathetic. Really pathetic, the uh, the Giants move there, and he ran down the resume. You think that he had prepared for that answer? You think, he, or he just goes around memorizing the statistical accomplishments of Manning? I'm gonna think that uh, he kind of knew that was coming, or that was planned. What do you say? All right. So the question: What do you make of Philip Rivers with a tremendous defense of Elijah Manning? I, well, well, here's here's my position. This is classic pandering, classic pandering, uh, and, and I'll expand on that. Some other thoughts. We've got the fraternal order of pigskin, a lifetime pardon, and a brown noser's paradise. You've got all that mixed together. I'm going to tie this up into a nice little holiday package. All right, number one, Philip Rivers, he used the word pathetic in his attack of the Giants. Now, my word to counter Philip Rivers for what he did, deplorable. That's the word I'm going to use. Use the words popular word from the election. I'm going to say deplorable uh, for Philip Rivers. Uh, and uh, th- there's a couple of reasons why here. Uh, I did not find his spiel touching. Uh, I did not. I understand that what he's doing is just pandering. And as a member of the quarterback club, the the, the special group of select people that have been quarterbacks in the NFL at a high level. That's part of the requirement when you're in that fraternity, right? It's part of the requirement that you have to do this. You have to be the knight in shining armor. All quarterbacks defend other quarterbacks. But the things that Rivers said, the way that he said them, uh, makes him sound completely ignorant. Not just a little ignorant, completely ignorant on the Giants situation with Elijah Manning and his playing status. 
And my advice, uh, my advice is to leave this to professionals like myself. I am the one that's willing to give advice here. I know what's going on. I have all the answers. I'm a talk show host. I have all the answers right here. It's in my back pocket. The Giants' offense has been, the word for their Giants' offense, stagnant. The Giants have been stagnant on offense for several years now. And the eyeball test, which is one of my favorite tests, the eyeball test, shows me that Manning is old. You know why? Because it looks like he's old. And nobody's got a lifetime contract in the NFL. Phillip Rivers' number is going to come up, and he'll be kicked to the curb by the Chargers. Number two, there are a cornucopia of reasons when you peel back the the onion as to why Eli Manning should be benched. 27 straight games without getting to 30 points, but uh, a lot of the, the media that's giving him a, a shoulder massage are blaming all of that on Ben McAdoo. Last I checked, McAdoo's not throwing a single pass, but it's all Ben McAdoo's fault. None of it is the quarterback's fault. That's convenient, isn't it? The fact that the Giants have decided they want to go a different direction, uh, and it's it's uh, it's like many of the times I've been let go in radio. It's not you, it's us. You know, it's like we we like you, we wish you the best in your future endeavors, but you know we're good, we're uh, we're okay. And, and you do not get a lifetime pardon from bad football because you won a couple of Super Bowls. You don't. Someone should let Philip Rivers and these other lemmings that follow around and repeat this gibberish about Eli Manning, let him know that it's wonderful, but, hey, what have you done for me lately? That's the philosophy that we follow. It's kind of like in business. Take a sales guy. If you got a sales guy or a woman who's really, really good, sells a bunch of crap, right, does just an amazing job and is the number one salesperson for that company, and they're getting all the perks that salespeople get when they sell a lot of crap. They're getting all the goodies. Yeah, but then a couple years later, you know, things don't go their way. They're suddenly not selling uh, next to anything. Uh, are they supposed to continue on here and, and, and get all the perks because they used to get all the perks? Or or do the, the people that, uh, that are the next generation, the ones that are doing the job, do they get the perks? Somebody else gets an opportunity. It's just so silly. Uh, the, the Giants should be celebrated here for having the balls to not be paralyzed by a bunch of morons in the media and fanboys of Eli Manning. It's so disgusting what has gone on here. For two days now this has gone on. It's a brown noser's paradise is what it is, uh, these people. Cockroaches. uh, They've all been exposed to. All these people, one after another. The last thing on this, the Giants have been, for the most part, a pretty lifeless franchise. Yeah, they got Odell Beckham and pretending to urinate like a dog after scoring a touchdown, but he hadn't played in a while. And, yes, they made the playoffs last year, but that was a fluke, a fluke of a situation. This current run with the Giants has been one of incompetence. That has been what they have done. And, ultimately, it'll be better for that franchise and for John Mara, the co-owner, who also had a nice little BS speech uh, about all this uh, to go, I guess, somebody else, somebody who's actually good to play quarterback for the Giants. That's that's the way to do it. Speaking of John Mara, the co-owner of the Giants, 
like to add on and advance the story even more. We talked about Philip Rivers. Well, the co-owner, John Mara, admitted that there had there should have been a better way to inform Eli Manning. Now, this is one of my pet peeves, and since this is therapy, it's radiotherapy, I'll go and do it right now. Uh, there is no good way to be fired. That's essentially what's going on for Eli Manning. And I, it appears to me that, that people that are saying, well, they should have done it differently, have never been fired. Or, or they don't know. They don't understand. Like I, I've been in radio for a long time, and you've heard, if you've heard the show, uh, you realize that I'm not very good at this, so I lose a lot of jobs. And I've been fired in different ways. I've been fired on the phone. I've been fired in person. I've been fired via email. I've lost jobs that way. Uh, I, I've had several several different layers to being fired. One time I got fired, and, and it was face-to-face, and the, the program director said, Ben, we really like you. I want to get you a job somewhere else. Uh, this was on a Friday, and he looked me right in the eye, and he's giving this heartfelt speech about how he thought I was good in radio, but just he couldn't afford me, which was amazing because I was making peanuts. Uh, and then he told me, he said, you know, what I'm going to do is on Monday call my my assistant and we'll set up a meeting and I uh, I know some uh, people that want to hire you and we'll get you a job in another market. Uh, so I was like, okay, I, I was like, well, I got let go. I mean, but the guy, you know, he's a man. He talked right to my face. Uh, I can handle this. You know, I was a young guy, but I thought I can I can handle it. So I was all excited. I was like telling my friends, well, yeah, I lost this job, but don't worry. He told me I'll get another job. So I called him up on Monday. I called the assistant up for the program director. I called this guy up on Monday and uh, I left a message. And uh, this woman answered, a very nice woman, and she said, oh, well, he'll get right back to you. He's in, he's in a meeting. Uh, he didn't get back to me. And I, I, I waited. I didn't call him on Tuesday because I figured, well, he, I called him on Monday. He'll get back to me on Tuesday. And then I, I, he didn't get back to me on Tuesday, so I called him on Wednesday. And I left another message. And again, the woman was very nice, very polite. I left the message. And uh, he, she said again, you know, he's in a meeting, but he'll get right back to you. Uh, it, it's important. And uh, I'm still waiting. Uh, it's been it's been over 20 years. No, 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 no it, it, it has. It's been over 20 years. The, the point of that story is at the time I was feeling pretty good. But you know what? There is no good way. There's no good way to be, uh, be let go. And these people that have been triggered by this, uh, they would have been upset if they had had a gala ceremony with a tribute video and a bunch of a marching band and all this nonsense. They weren't upset by that anyway. Stop, 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 stop. All right. Uh, it's the, the Ben Maller Show and Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia! Well, I don't mean to. I, I, I'm sure you're going to well, well, if you don't, enjoy no, no, this. But you should never start out by saying, I, I, I don't mean don't to. Don't tell me how to, st- how to talk. That's not a good way to start a sentence. I don't mean to. I, I'm sure you're I'm that's just like feeding saying, the flames that, here with you is what like I'm saying. That's like saying but, one more thing. Yeah. So how exactly were the Giants supposed to do this? Were they supposed to have some giant parade yeah. and then no, no, announce no, no. at the end? I mean, look, I get Giants fans have great feelings for Eli Manning because he was a quarterback and they won two Super Bowls and he's been there for so long and is, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Giants history. I get that, but what were they supposed to do? How how do you do this to make this uh you know, some sort of coronation for him that this is some yeah, passing I'll of tell the you. torch? I, 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 I will mean, tell you. is there really yeah, is there a- really a nice way to bench someone? Yes, apparently there is. I've determined now what the Giants should have done, the full hero worship package. Uh, they have a see. Uh, this is what I. This is why I started off 
saying what I said because I know you don't believe in any of this at any <laughs> level with anyone. No, it's annoying. So to, it's, it's really, it's really, I no, can't but, really have a conversation no, with I you can, about no, this. No, you but can't. I'm, you're having I'm, one. You're but having I'm trying, a conversation. But I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Oh, stop. How, how are they supposed to yeah, here's do you, this? No, and, I'll tell and, you. I know exactly. All right, See, here we I, go. Go ahead. Eddie, I know exactly what needs to be done here. I'm I know sure you do. I Even though I don't agree with these weasels, I understand where they come from. I understand. Do you? Yes. Okay. The language of the the easily uh, offended. All right. Here's what the people wanted. They wanted a high profile New York City news conference. Okay. With famous giants. They bring back Michael Strahan as the MC and Tiki but, Barber. No, no, that, I'm not that, done. <sighs> not done. All right. They bring all these guys back and they laud. And it, they 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 tell nothing but wonderful stories and anecdotes and worship. But that's when he retires. Oh, no, no, not- no, 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 no. I'm not right. done. Go ahead. And then they announce how hallowed Eli Manning is, how renowned he is, and they're going to retire his number, and they're going to put him in the ring of honor. They're going to have a statue, the full hero worship package. Then they have a marching band come in, right? Marching band. Then they have a ticker tape parade through the Canyon of Heroes in Manhattan with Eli. It's a one-car parade, but it's Eli, and they just throw down trash on top of Eli. It rains down that trash and he's doted and canonized. That's what these people want. Bow down and kiss Eli Manning's Who, ass. What other team in any sport has done that for a benching? Ex- Listen, Eddie, you're preaching to the choir. I, I, uh, we, I'm, just, are, no, I'm, I'm really not. I, I'm just asking. I, I don't understand it's, what these people want. It's annoying New Yorkers. Is what it is. But by it's by having a diabolical big deal about New this, York fans. isn't that worse? If you make the, this a huge, huge deal, is, doesn't that make it worse? There's no. The, what I'm saying is, there's no good way to bench a legend or yes, that's what or I a felt. franchise player. So you just do it and move on. It's like when I've been fired in radio. I'm a legend. They can't get rid of a legend. What's wrong with them? How dare them? Wrong. We could hear you clicking the button, Eddie. It's not quite as effective when we can hear you clicking. the All button. All right, hold hold on. Let's do it again. All right. You're fired. There you go. Oh, is that better? Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? What the hell? I don't care. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Steph Curry. Uh, I'm reading some of these stories about Steph Curry. I'm convinced they're going to have to amputate his hand because of the injury. Uh, I'm convinced after reading these stories. Uh, so Steph Curry goes out and and plays what what a noble effort by Steph Curry. He didn't do much from long range in regulation. He was one of seven. Uh, I was multitasking. Uh, I was doing some talk radio while uh monitoring monitoring this game. Uh but Steph Curry lit it up in the overtime. He had 13 points. He only had 15 points going into the post uh, the post free basketball portion of the night. Had 13 points in overtime and Golden State ended up getting a a much more difficult win than it should have been against a, a just a sorrowful a Laker team 127 to 123 was the final so the, the Warriors ended up winning the game uh, because Curry bailed them out he was uh, made made a bunch of foul shots made a couple of three point shots in overtime and so the Warriors get the win Durant put up 29 points Klay Thompson uh, had 20 and so the stats look Wonderful. Golden State scored 127 points against that great Laker defense. But they also gave up the Warriors 123 points. And so while the better story is always in the losing locker room, uh, nobody really wants to hear about the Lakers. They're kind of boring. Uh, The Warriors are the team that's going to be there 
at the end of the year, or are they going to be there at the end of the year? So let's discuss that. Now, the question, even though they won the game, right, even though they won the game and you check out the NBA standings, you say, well, look at the, the Golden State's got a really nice record. I mean, they're not number one. The Rockets are number one, but the Warriors are 16-6. and six. They're better than San Antonio and all these other teams in the Western Conference, and they're in, in fine, fine shape. Fine, fine shape, right? But is something wrong with Golden State despite that? Uh, I say yes. Uh, judging by what I saw in this game and also the Oklahoma City game, I didn't watch the game against Sacramento uh, because several key guys were out, so that's enough. Uh, but my thoughts on this, you got the struggle is real, going through the motions, coasting, and the dreaded boiling frog. All of those things I will tie together regarding the Golden State Warriors. And I'll tell you why I put all those in the same basket. To lead off with, it is still early. It's early in the NBA season. Many people haven't even watched a game yet, waiting till Christmas, the traditional beginning of the NBA season. And many of the star players have also missed a bunch of games early. That's how that works. Uh, but if you have the trained eye watching basketball, and I was given the gift of the gods, uh, trained eye watching basketball. Micah, how lucky am I? Uh, there are some troubling signs around the Warriors. Uh, this is, I believe, the fourth year that the Warriors have been the hunted, right? They're not the hunter. They're the hunted. They've got the bullseye on their back, and it appears that the struggle is real for the Golden State Warriors. The struggle is legit. You can, you can tell at least several times early in this NBA season that there are some legit issues. There's a lack of focus, especially when playing on the road, some of these bottom-feeding teams here, uh, like the – the Lakers, for example, is a, one of those teams. The Warriors appear to be going through the motions. They look like they'd rather be doing something else, especially on defense. Uh, give up 123 points tonight to the Lakers. The, the, the grit, the uh, ability to lock down defensively that had been part of the bread and butter of the Golden State Warriors has not consistently been there. That is a fair criticism. It's, it's almost like they're they're approaching this kind of kind of going half speed, not fully sandbagging. This is not a Cleveland Cavalier sandbag special from King James. It's not at that point. But it does seem like defensively that where you have to really put the work in, because offense is fun, everyone loves to score points, but on the defensive side, it's like this regular season stuff is a nuisance. It's beneath them, these early season NBA games, especially, like I said, against the teams that are uh, less than spectacular. And Golden State's had some issues even in his last last few years where they've been really good. They've had their share of issues against uh, teams that, you know, the Lakers, for example. The Lakers have been terrible for years, but they've been okay. They've been able to beat the the Warriors at least, it seems like, once a year they, they put up a good performance. Now, secondly, this is on Steve Kerr. Right? This is on Steve Kerr. Supposedly, he's the one calling the shots. Now, it seems like the Warriors, they just do whatever they want. They, Kerr can take two months off and some somebody you've never heard of or barely heard of will come in, and the Warriors will not miss a beat, whether it's Mike Brown or Luke Walton years ago. The, the thing kind of runs itself. It's on autopilot. But autopilot even needs to be adjusted because I would recommend going down to a nice coffee shop and getting – I don't drink coffee, but I would get some shots of a espresso. Or, or go down to, like, Walmart and get caffeine supplements 
and add those to the package because it is early. It's true. You know, yeah, but the Warriors will be fine. You know, blah, blah, blah. But the NBA life, it piles up pretty quick. It comes at you fast. And before you know it, before you know it, you haven't been paying attention and things start spiraling slowly and they get out of control. And the, the Rockets, while I am convinced that eventually the body of the aging old geezer that is Chris Paul will fall apart, the bag of bones will show up. The Rockets have a, a very talented team, uh, even with a broken down Chris Paul, which will come by the playoffs or during the playoffs. But the Rockets are playing with a kind of intensity and the kind of enthusiasm. Uh, it's like a wood chipper when you're going against the Rockets right now. They keep coming at you in waves, and they just destroy you, annihilate you. That had been the trademark of the Golden State Warriors. Right now, it is not. Unless they play the Clippers. When they play the Clippers, Golden State, they always bring that focus. They always lock in in that situation. But it's it's like the Warriors are all on a pontoon boat, and they're just floating along. Uh, you know, it's, it's doing their thing. It's not a care in the world uh, at this point. Now, the final word here. Remember the boiling frog. That is my wisdom for the Golden State Warriors. A subtle problem which you don't even think is a problem, you brush it off, much like that frog that gets dropped into a pot of tepid water, doesn't think there's anything wrong with that, and then slowly the heat gets turned up on that frog. It's a little hotter, a little warmer. That frog's doing its thing, swimming around. Before you know it, that heat has been turned all the way up, and that frog is croaking. Dead. Frog legs in the air everywhere. A word of advice. A word of wisdom, if you will. Because that's how we do it. You know, I look out for everybody. People think I'm out to get people. I'm not out to get people. I, I am here to help. I'm like the Mother Teresa of Sports Talk Radio. I am. I help teams and players in need. That's what I do. It's a, it's a public service is what it is. Absolutely. No question about it. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox and Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia! Well, despite the Warriors' lack of interest, if you want to call it that, or struggles, they're still clearly the team in, out of the Western Conference, right? I mean, you don't believe in Houston, do you? They're having a good regular season and all, but... You're not going to you're going to put them up against the the Warriors in the playoffs and think Houston's going to get it done, right? Well, the way the Warriors are playing now, you're you're going to assume that they're going to go turbo time once the playoffs start. That they're going to flip the switch. Like I just, I'm seeing some bad tendencies from the from the Warriors. Got to point it out, Eddie. I can't right. sit here and not point it out. That's fine. I understand. Yeah. The, the reason the Ro- I wouldn't bet on the Rockets is because they'll fall apart. You're right. Right. Yes. Chris Paul's going to be uh, injured. And, uh, all these people say, oh, it's so sad. He's had such a great career. He always gets hurt in the playoffs. So tragic. Uh, no, it's not tragic when it happens every single year. It's not tragic. Uh, any word? Has that, has that North Carolina State coach turned down the Tennessee job yet? Uh, not yet. So that's a not gift yet. I have to look forward to tomorrow? It or, or could, today, very well, could very well be, yes. I'm like a kid, you know, Hanukkah or Christmas. I'm, I'm running out. I pick my phone up. I'm like, oh, I want to see who turned down the Tennessee job today. 
It's just well, so great. I, I know a friend of the show, Nashville Danny, who is very popular on uh, social oh, media. I hate uh, him. They can't stand him. Had, had, I had to laugh because you know he tweeted out uh, how excited he was about Jeff Brom and his... <laughs> Posting his record in Western Kentucky and all this, and this is—they you know, nailed it. Tennessee nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> they, like, they nailed it. All right, they nailed it. Not yeah. to. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That is a uh, that is a wonderful, wonderful story, and it's the gift that keeps giving. It's the 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 Stooges that are running the Tennessee football program, which is really just the fan base, right? It's the it is the lunatics that are running the uh, the operation there. And the, well, in, in the end, I know that the the athletic director there is uh, being roasted oh, by everyone. But not, no, no, I did. A, I met Eddie. I did a monologue on that. I got a lot of blowback. People don't want to hear about that. They oh. don't want to hear about the athletic director of Tennessee. They don't want to hear about Curry. Well, but I'm saying that's who's going to get the blame. No matter, you know, the, he's the guy who's going to be like, no matter who they get, unless it's uh, well, it obviously isn't going to be one of these home run coaching names that they they thought they were in the running for, but. Uh, it's all his fault, you know. It's not don't don't blame us. Don't blame uh, the the fans for you know the Shiano thing. It's everything's going to be his fault. They should hire Mark Tressman. That's who they should hire. Hey, was a great Cup winning coach, is he not? Championship coach. Oh, Canada. That's it. You're not going to sing along, Eddie. Uh, our home and native land. land. That's all I know. I only know the yeah. first part of that. You know the rest of it. Yeah. You do? You want to sing the whole song? Go ahead. I'll stand down, Eddie. You want to sing? Go ahead and sing. Really? Is that what we want to do? Do we really want to hear that? The opening monologue of the Ben Maller show? You want to take more, uh, more phone calls? Are we going to have we're gonna puck the world later? I'll be glad to sing oh, it. Oh, look. See what you did there? You kind of worked that in there. Are you promising me you're going to sing Oh Canada at, at some point? At the end of uh, of, of Puck the World, will I, will, I will sing Oh, oh Canada if you want right. me to. It's very exciting. Oh Canada. It does start like that. Canada, no, it's not the second oh, verse. It's not, it's not no, just no, Canada I, over and over again. It's I know different a, words. I know in America there are groups of people that are demanding we change our national anthem. In in Canada, is anyone offended by their national anthem? Should they get rid of the old Canada? Is that has anyone been triggered by that? None? Not to my knowledge. Not to my not knowledge. Not to your knowledge. I, it's, okay. a, it's a fine song. I, I, I'll enjoy O Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right Canada! Right Canada! Oh, Canada! Terrible. Hey, when's the mandate coming down, which Danny G dreads every year? It's coming. Christmas music? What do you think it's going to Now, I'm going to predict. Uh, it's already, oh, is it already going on no, in the Mallor House? No, because the Garcia household is playing the uh, Christmas music. No, but I'm overwhelmed with Christmas decorations, and it's very annoying to me. Everywhere I look, I'm seeing uh, decorations. Well, I'm, I'm getting the uh, the house remodeled, so yeah. uh, that's the one upside. No Christmas decorations. Yeah. Everything's right, in boxes. Let's make bets here, okay? I want to do a, a pool on the show. When will management at our company, the people that make the big money here, send the memo down that we will only be able to play holiday music on Fox Sports Radio, and uh, Danny will be essentially <laughs> well, I'm, I'm neutered. Sure Danny knows this. Well, we're not going to know because I am not going to open my work emails until <laughs> January second. January second. Okay, uh, I don't advise that, Danny. All right, I am. No, I'm serious. I want to. I want to do this. I want to. Uh, let's take a guess when the memo comes down. Uh, and I, I'm going to go. I've got my calendar on my phone open here, and I am going to go first because it's uh, my show. Uh, I will say, I'm going to say it comes down for our Sunday into Monday show. I'm going to say that the memo comes down over the weekend. It won't be December 1st. This weekend? Yes. No. Yes. That's uh, too soon. No, it's not. Uh, I am going to say that uh, our Monday show, the 3rd uh, into the 4th, 
which is December 4th. I'm going to say that's the date. You want in on this, Eddie? What, what date do you got? Uh, I've got uh, December 11th. December. So you're saying yeah. the following week. Yeah, two full weeks of Christmas music. Yeah, I I think we go earlier. Uh, Coop, do you want in on this, Coop? Yeah, it'll okay. uh, it'll definitely be before the first. Before so you think, the yeah. first? So you, think I, you think it's going to come down like today? It could come. Yeah, down. Yes. I think I think wow. corporate, corporate wow. is going to send this email Friday morning. Yeah. and we're going to have one full month of Christmas music. Oh, oh my god, yeah. no. that's a lot. No, that's, that's that's a lot. I mean, that's too much, right? That is too much. Okay. All right, well, I'm going with Monday. I'm going to be optimistic. See, I'm the optimistic one. You guys are the negative people. Uh, Eddie's not negative, but you two idiots are negative. I'm going to say uh, the email comes out, the message comes out from, from management on Friday, but it starts on the following week. So I'm going to go with that. But, Eddie, you're locked in on the 11th? Yes. Eddie's got the 11th. Coop and Danny G have today. Essentially, they well, have- no, but I'm saying the memo comes out on oh, Friday. Okay. Oh, you're trying to change? No, no, no. I'm not changing it. I I'm feel like s- you're changing. No, come on. Are they going to give us an hour notice, Ben? No, yes. no. The memo's coming out today. This Thursday. morning, it'll come out. This, that's what I'm saying. It'll come out this morning, tonight, or you know, because that's we start the new day of programming because we're the overnight show. So no, I'm saying the memo comes out Friday to let us know on December one. Yeah, that's when the Christmas Friday music is will December one. Yeah, December one is Friday. Dang it. <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah, haven't you? That's why they had this thing called Cyber Monday, and they had this you know, Black Friday and all that. Ooh, uh, I want November to last a week longer. You want one extra week of, <laughs> yes, of November. I'm happy it's ending because I'm going to shave this disgusting facial hair uh, off my face. And I'm gonna, that's the first thing I'm going to do on Friday. This is going away. I'm going to shave this off is what I'm going to do. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And away we go. The master of ceremonies, the Coupe de Loup. Ben Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians was asked about the possibility of Blaine Gabbert being the starter if Carson Palmer doesn't return. Arians replied, quote, the way he is playing right now, I'd be very comfortable. Ben, what do you think the chances are of Blaine Gabbert starting for the Cardinals next season? Yeah, if Bruce Arians really feels that way, then I wouldn't bring him back. Uh, I would get rid of Bruce Arians because his judge of talent is off. His judgment of talent, uh, this is clearly coach speak uh, because Arians has to keep sending Blaine Gabbert out there. And so he knows that even when Gabbert has a good game, it's a mirage. Uh, I will set the odds at 8%. I'm going to set the odds at 8%. And I'm being very generous at 8% that Blaine Gabbert will be the starting quarterback for the Cardinals next year. First of all, I must be missing something. Blaine Gabbert is, I think, 19th in passer rating the last four weeks. Is that is that playing really well? Is that is that good? Are you comfortable with that? That's your starting quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, he's, he's, it's average. He's been average. He was so bad. How bad was he, Blaine Gabbert, that just being average now makes people think you're good. Jake Cutler and Brett Hundley have been better. Would anyone feel comfortable in Green Bay if Brett Hundley was the starting quarterback for the Packers next year? I say no. I say no. I don't think so. The hardest part of Blaine Gabbert is the reputation of Blaine Gabbert, something that he earned – it be very difficult for anyone to drum up any level of excitement 
for Blaine Gabbert because he was picked, I believe he was the uh, the 10th overall pick in the 2011 draft, Blaine Gabbert. He just got his 10th win in his career. It's almost 2018. He was the 10th pick of the 2011 draft. He just got his 10th win. And it's not for lack of opportunity. He started with Jacksonville. He started with the 49ers. Now, secondly, Arizona, they're going to have plenty of Band-Aid options. They can scrape the bottom of the cesspool with Elijah Manning or Kirk Cousins. Is oh, He's actually a good option. Sam Bradford, Tyrod Taylor, Alex Smith. All these quarterbacks are going to flood the market. Now, it's not a great list. It's not a great list, but any of those guys are easier to sell than Blaine Gabbard. So I'm going 8%. Next. And one of the biggest surprises so far this NBA season has been the success of the Detroit Pistons. They currently sit in second place in the East and already have wins over the Celtics, Warriors, and two over the Timberwolves. Do you think they're for real, Ben? Yeah, listen, I, I picked the Suns in the game last night. They made me, the Pistons, look like a just a, a, a schmuck. Uh, but I will say for this, I'm not buying Detroit at the very top of the Eastern Conference, but they're at least now a team on the radar uh, of of the Celtics and the Cavaliers. The Pistons are no longer a lightweight. I'm not convinced that they've got staying power, that they're a heavyweight. I would put the Detroit Pistons as a middleweight team, a middleweight contender in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they might have to go up a weight class to contend with the Celtics and the Cavaliers, but they're at least better than the other bottom-feeding teams. It is going to be very hard to keep the level of intensity the Pistons have played with the first couple of weeks up all season. They have been – they have also had their their moments, but they've played hard. They've played hard, and, and past Piston teams did not always do that. They also have better talent here, and they, they, but they have lost to some teams that aren't all that good. The Lakers, the Bucks aren't that great so far. Uh, but on the, the, the Boston radio show, on the, the Boston radio show that I do here a couple times a week, I gave the Pistons a 7 on the Maller scale of anxiety uh, regarding how the Celtics should feel about the Pistons. I, I, you can't help but be impressed with the way they played Monday night against the Celtics. Andre Drummond was monster mashing. Avery Bradley shut down Kyrie Irving when they were on the court at the same time. That was a domination situation. So those are all good things. Next! Uh, Connor McGregor, that's a, uh, that's a fighter, Ben. Yeah, very funny. Uh, very he was cute. scheduled to fight for the UFC in December. But that has been canceled because of his outburst against a referee in a uh, Bellator event. You know, event. Conor McGregor and Conor McDavid pretty much look the same, you know. All these, all these <laughs> yeah, white dudes. Bet. Yes. Uh, Dana White said that McGregor may never fight again. He pointed to the fact that he made $100 million on the Mayweather fight. $100 million? Basically went on to explain that, you know, these guys, once they make money, you know, that, that changes things. Ben, do you think that we've seen the end of McGregor in the octagon? Yeah, that's a spin by Dana White because Dana White doesn't want to face the ugly truth. Conor McGregor is 29 years old. He's going to fight again. He's going to fight again. I, I, I do agree it's a long shot that he's going to be back in the octagon, but the thing that Dana White doesn't want to talk about is the reason that the octagon's not a real option and the reason that his UFC days are over is because of Dana White and the people that run the UFC, right? I mean, A, unless the UFC has a radical transformation in their pay scale, it would make very little sense for Conor McGregor to walk back down that path. When you have made millions and millions of dollars, it's very hard to take a relative amount of chump change that Dana White and the UFC are paying their combatants compared 
to professional boxing and even professional wrestling, for that matter. By comparison, it's chicken feed. Now, it's a lot of money for you. It's a lot of money for me. We take it. And Conor McGregor can squeeze one more fight with Floyd Mayweather. He can get one more fight with Money Mayweather, and he can sucker the lemmings to pay him for another sham boxing match. That can happen. And then move on to television movies or take some money from Vince McMahon. All of those things are possibilities. So, yes, I I would agree with Dana White, unless the UFC has an epiphany and they decide to open up their wallet, it's likely over for Conor McGregor. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. It's now time for... Time for... Hurry, hurry, I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter! Send us your questions on Twitter now. And oh, here we go. Round and round and round we go. It is Ask Ben your questions and our answers, your unique questions, your odd questions, your bizarre questions, all of your questions right here on the radio. We bring in the Coop de Loop, the master of ceremonies on this edition of Ask Ben. And Coop, no offensive questions or the bouncer's going to kick you out, okay? All right, got it. Yes. Ben, we're going to start with a question for you. Good. This is from Will PG on Twitter. Hi, Will. P- Will's a P1. He's a regular. Yes, Ben, since you are the general of degenerates. That is correct. Which, uh, what is each member of the crew's position in the militia? Oh, well, listen, I, the, 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 the totem pole, if you will, of the Mallard militia. Are you talking about the people that just only work on the show? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think that's what he means. All right. Well, I would say uh, I am, of course, uh, at the top. Uh, very important. Uh, name, uh, name value. Uh, then uh, who is second here? Well, Eddie's been around the longest. I've known Eddie the longest. So I, I would put Eddie Eddie number two. So, so what is that, captain? Yeah, like the captain. Now, the first general, is that the, what's after the, the captain, the first general? Is that how that works? N- no, that would not no. be the next rank down. Well, how do you know? It's my. He was, I was asked the question. Well, if you, I thought you were asking, like, in the, you know, the, the lineage of ranks in the Army, is captain come after general? No. Well, that's like, the army. This is the Maller militia. Well, okay, then you answer this the damn a, question. This is a militia. Make it whatever you want then. I don't know. All right. Uh, I will say, um, all right, here's how I'll do it. I am at the top. I am the 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 general of the generals. Uh, my first admiral. How about that? Is that a, is you accept that, Eddie? You're my first that's admiral. That's a very high rank, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then my, my lieutenant, my lieutenant is is Danny G, and then my my major commander, my my captain is the Coop. All right, Ma- major commander, captain yeah. Coop. That's I, I'm just very, throwing out yeah. terms. I have no idea. Captain, what any captain of these, Coop. Any of these <laughs> mean? I'm just yeah, Captain Coop. We call Sounds you Captain Coop. Like a superhero. Coop. Yeah, and then Eddie, you're the you're the admiral. I'm the general of degenerates, and then Lieutenant Danny G. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, yeah. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, there you go. See? <laughs> see that? Will, you see what you've done here? All right, let's keep it going. It is Ask Ben. Uh, Want to sneak one more in here? Yes? All right, uh, another question for all you, right. Ben. Don't go too long, though, because it's Ask Ben. It's by the clock, all about the clock, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This is from Sergio on Facebook. Hello, Sergio. What food do you miss eating the most? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, during the week, I, uh, I'm on a strict uh, diet. I eat pretty much just a turkey sandwich, a small turkey sandwich, and then uh, one other small meal. Uh, I, 
I, you know, junk food, I guess. I, 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 bags of candy at Halloween, which I, I fell off the wagon a little bit this year. A lot of I don't eat a lot of desserts. I try to avoid the dessert table as much as I can. Uh, so maybe once every couple of weeks I'll do that. But uh, any any kind of like banana cream pie. I had some on Thanksgiving. Man, that's good. That's the that's the king of the pie. Is the banana cream pie? That's the king of the pie. Not apple apple. No, they sell more apple pies, but banana cream pie, king of the pie. Agreed. Better than pumpkin. You know what? Cool. I said agreed. Yeah. All right. Uh, it is Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers. We'll have more of Ask Ben. As it's on time, Mallard, by the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. Back to Ask Ben next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 